0: Hello there and welcome to my podcast, Leadership and Independent Study. A quick background um, about this podcast. This podcast is dedicated towards topics about leadership. I have studied leadership in undergrad and grad school and I have this fascination for the, uh, the, the idea or the concept and also the theory of leadership and also its applications. Um, I find that there are many managers out there who understand leadership concepts, but do not actually apply these concepts in their day-to-day um, activities. And so I would like to dedicate this podcast just to discussing leadership theories and leadership uh, practices, and also the leadership topics and articles that I read throughout my uh, journey with this podcast. And ask it, seeing that this is the first podcast of this, uh, I guess, first episode of this podcast, let's start by defining what leadership is. Okay, so leadership, when we think of leadership, we think of, we have an image of what a leader is. So if it's a president, a CEO of a company, um, a political leader, a, a teacher, essentially anyone with power we associate as being a leader. And thus we uh, made the connection between that leader and leadership. But I would like to challenge you all today with the uh, definition of what leadership is. Right. So I think leadership is something that is actually exercised. It's a practice. I think it's a process um, by which um, individuals you know, work around a, a vision or goal and work together to achieve that goal. That's, sim- I mean, in simple forms, that's how I would define leadership based on my studies thus far. But I have a few articles with me, four articles that I will just go over to also see their thoughts on what they think leadership is, as they define leadership to be. So let's take a look at this article. This is an article, let's see, it looks like it is. Um, a Forbes.com article written by Kevin Cruz, who is the, the contributor to this article, titled What is Leadership? And he says that leadership is not uh, something to do with seniority or one's position in the hierarchy of a company. Um, he says, too many talk of about a company's leadership referring to the senior executives in the organizations. And his point is that those senior executives are just that. They are senior executives. And leadership doesn't automatically happen when you reach a certain pay grade. He also says that leadership has nothing to do with titles. Similar to to the point he made about senior executives, just because you have a C-level title doesn't automatically mean that you are a leader. Uh, Next point he makes is that leadership has nothing to do with personal attributes so this is a concept that um, really talks about the eye or supports the idea that leadership is something that can be taught leadership is not something that you are born into leaders are not made leaders are developed but i will say i think people have the tendencies or people might have the tendencies to be great leaders but if you don't exercise and work on those um, innate skills, as one would say, then you are not really utilizing or developing your skills. Same as it is for people who have a um, natural abilities for sports. That's the, that is a skill you have, but you have to develop the skills to be an excellent um, athlete. Um, So moving on, so again, we have here Cruz asking the question, so what exactly is leadership? Because we have said what it is not. It is not anything to do with seniority, your position, or your title, or your personal attributes. So if that's the case, then what truly is leadership? Well, we have here Peter Drucker, who if you are used to studying leadership uh, or management in, in any form, you know this name. I will consider Peter Drucker to be one of the gurus of management and/or leadership, and leadership, as defined by Peter Drucker, here is—he uh, says—the only definition of a leader is someone who has followers. Now, I—I I know this goes against everything that I have said thus far, but I will also say that Peter Drucker is giving a very simplistic definition of what. leadership is or what a leader is um warren bennis another person who i'm not sure who this is says leadership is the capacity to translate vision into reality now this is one more step into uh, above what peter drucker simplified by saying a leader is someone who has followers but i will say if you have if you exercise leadership then there is a component of people following, right? So Warren Bennis is saying leadership is the capacity to translate vision into reality. Well, if you're doing that, then that also includes people, I wouldn't necessarily say followers, more so collaborators working with you to achieve that vision. Bill Gates also says that as we look ahead into the next century, leaders will be those who empower people. This can also be then tied to Warren Bennett's definition of what leadership is because by empowering people and empowering others, the hope is that you are well. an effective leader would be one who empowers his people to then translate the vision of the organization or the team into reality. And then lastly, it looks like we have here John Baxwell says that leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. Again, supporting the idea that leadership isn't something that only a leader can do, right? If you have influence, you have the potential of exercising leadership. So think about, let's say you have um, celebrities Right. Celebrities have influence, but they can use that influence to then exercise leadership towards achieving a certain goal or a vision that they have for themselves. Um, So when a celebrity, um, let's say celebrity um, has a vision for making sure that the children in developing countries have access to clean water. Right. That's their vision, that all children would have access to clean water. So they take their influence to then see to it that this vision comes to fruition. So they take their influence and then empower others, which is us folks who um, put them at, at a level above us because they are celebrities. So they take their influence, empower us folks to then actually translate their vision into reality. So again, uh, back to the article, we have Cruz again asking the question, so what exactly is leadership? And here he defines leadership as a process of social influence, which maximizes the efforts of others towards the achievement of a goal which actually is in line with my definition of what leadership is based on my studies back in undergrad and a little bit in grad school. Um, So notice key elements of this definition. Um, He says that leadership stems from social influence, not authority or power, and that leadership requires others in that it implies that they don't need to be direct reports. Not to mention, uh, he didn't say anything about, well, no mention of personality traits, attributes, or even a title. Uh, Now, there are styles and many paths to effective leadership. So with that being said about how there are many styles to effective leadership, this actually nicely um, segues into the leadership theories, the core leadership theories. This article is something I pulled from mindtools.com, and essentially it's saying, why are some, some leaders successful, and why do others fail? And the quick summary of this is, it's, it's discussing that there is no one way of true um, effective leadership. That it, it involves a combination of many concepts and, and practices to actually be an effective leader and also it depends on the individuals that make up the team. So you are tailoring your leadership um, practices or skills towards the competencies and um, what's the word competencies and tendencies I guess that's I don't have anything else to say. But towards essentially the skill set of the team you currently have so now he there are apparently well according to the article there are four core theory groups there is the trait theory which is more so about what type of person makes a good leader there is the behavioral theory which discusses what does a good leader do then we have the contingency theory which says how does the situation influence good leadership And then there is the power and influence theory, which says, what is the source of the leader's power? So let's talk quickly about the trait theory. Uh, The trait theory just argues that effective leaders share a number of common personality characteristics or traits. Now, our early trait theories said that leadership is an innate instinctive quality that you do or don't have. Uh, The good thing is, as we have really um studied leadership um over the years we have come to see that this is actually not a an accurate um description of what leadership is so i, I think now not to say that there aren't certain traits that would make a great leader But traits alone don't make the leader, if I can, if this makes any sense. Um, So for example, let's say someone has the, um, is is a great communicator. That is a characteristic you have. You are a great communicator, a great orator, as people would say. That's a great skill to have as a leader, but that in itself doesn't make you a great leader. Right. Um, So I think during this, these times of the trade uh, theories, the image of a leader, you know, you think of, well, good or bad. Uh, uh, Let's see here. You think of, I mean, I'm only thinking of these um, dictators, uh, but really great speakers. Let's say um, Martin Luther King was a great orator. Right. Um, Stalin, um, Hitler. I mean, these are all. Leaders who had certain traits where they were good at getting people to buy into their vision, good or bad, right? But again, that alone doesn't make you a great leader. So next I mentioned was the, were the behavior theories. Uh, behavioral theories focus on how leaders behave. So for instance, do leaders dictate what needs to be done and expect cooperation or do they involve themselves in their teams in decision-making to encourage acceptance and support? Now they, it says in the 1930s, Kurt Lewin developed a framework based on a leaders' behavior. And he argued that there are three types of leaders that the, there are the autocratic leaders, democratic leaders, and laissez-faire leaders. Autocratic leaders make decisions without consulting their teams. Um, This style of leadership is considered appropriate when decisions need to be made quickly, when there is no need for input. Then there is the democratic uh, leader who allows a team to provide input before making a decision, although the degree of input can vary from leader to leader. And this style of leadership, leader leading, I guess, is important when team agreement matters. And then lastly, there is the laissez-faire leader who doesn't interfere, allows people within the team to make many of the decisions. And this only works well when the team is highly capable. So already going back to, you know, this theory of behavioral leadership, we see that there are three types of leadership that can be um, exercised based on the circumstance, right? Autocratic leaders, if, again, it's a time crunch. Democratic, if you want to have buy-in with the team, but there is no um, urgency, essentially, to make a decision immediately. And there's laissez-faire. This is when you already have a high-performing team, so it's you really just, essentially, just monitoring and and, and guiding the team towards reaching uh, the goal. Um... Next, there is the contingency theory, which talks about how the situation influences good leadership. So um, in here, it says really that the realization that there is no correct type of leader is what led to the contingency theories, um, which is what I again just literally said about the behavioral uh, theories. Um, so here it says, for instance, when you need to make quick decisions, which style is best when you need full support of your team? Is there a more effective way to lead? And should a leader be more people oriented or task oriented. Now, these questions, again, all point to the fact that depending on the team you have and the circumstances in the moment, your leadership style should adjust accordingly now the fourth theory uh, leadership um, leader yeah it's about power and influence um, and the, the power and influence theories of leadership take an entirety an entirely different approach uh, these are based on the different ways that leaders use power and influence to get things done and they look at the leadership styles that emerge as a result. So I think it says perhaps one of the best known of these power and influence theories is the French and Raven's five forms of power. And this model highlights three types of positional power, legitimate power, reward power, and coercive power. Expert and reverent power. So yeah, so the three types of power, legitimate, rewarded, and coercive, These are the positional power and then two sources of personal power, expert and reverent power. So in in total, there are five. Now this model though, suggests that using personal power is the better alternative and that you should work on building expert power, the power that comes with being a real expert in the job because this is the most legitimate source of personal power. So all this is saying is, as, most likely as you're starting your, I guess, leadership journey, you would want to exercise personal power, right? Influence, that's that's the best way to, to go about this. But as you, you gain influence and then you become a real expert on the subject matter, matter that's when, I guess, you have true legitimate power, right? Um, so I think also we, we sometimes confuse subject, subject matter experts with, with great leaders. So again, in, in the workplace, you have someone who's a great, let's say you're in, in the um, IT world, you have someone who is a great coder. So you then promote them to manage one person and you keep continuing to excel as the coder. So then they have you managing an entire team of coders now, just because you are a great coder doesn't mean that you are going to be a great manager of people, right? So even though, again, yes, you wanna have a, like, be a real expert on the subject matter, you still have to develop other skills to be an effective leader. Um, so then this article then pushes uh, the discussion a step further to then say that in a business um, setting, transformational leadership is the uh, the best form of leadership. And here it says that transformational leaders show integrity. And they show how to develop a robust and inspiring vision of the future. They motivate people to achieve this vision, they manage its delivery, and they build ever stronger and more successful teams. However, it also says that you'll often need to adapt your style to fit a specific group of or situation, and this is why it is useful to gain a thorough understanding of other styles. Um, So, yes, that's what we have with this article, which then, again, um, supports the notion that leadership is an exercise. It's a practice that needs to be um, adapted um, to fit the the team dynamic. Also, it needs to be adapted to um, work towards the strengths. And also weaknesses of the team. But also that leadership is something that needs to be exercised and and, and practiced. So moving on, um, another article, again, still on mindtools.com, talking about leadership and actually defining what transformational leadership is. It says a... uh, transformational leader is is one who does the following right so he creates an inspiring vision of the future he motivates and inspires people to engage with that vision manages delivery of the vision coaches and builds a team so that it is more effective at achieving that vision and he says that leadership brings together the skills needed to do these things so if you recall, I had earlier mentioned the definitions of what leadership is, trying to really flesh it out. What exactly is leadership? We talked about Drucker's definition, then we went to Warren Bennis, then Bill Gates and John Maxwell. So just talking about the definition of what a transformational leadership leader is, talking about vision, this ties into really nice, very nicely with Warren Bennis's definition. Well. Warren Bennis's simplistic definition of leadership, where he says leadership is the capacity to translate vision into reality, and that's exactly what we mentioned here with this definition of a transformational leadership uh, idea notion, where it says that a leadership a leader manages the delivery of the vision. So again, we are seeing a, a, a uh, connection be- between all these different articles about what leadership is. So now let's dig into each of the four points about uh, what makes uh, about what is the transformational leader. So the first point was that a transformational leader creates a vision an inspiring vision for the future. Um so to create a vision, the leaders focus on the organization's strengths by using tools such as, Porter's Five Forces, the PEST analysis, USP analysis, core competences analysis, and the SWOT analysis. And in future podcasts, I will dig into each of these different um, tools for understanding your your organization's strengths. Um, so yes, and then I think once you have developed a uh, vision. The leaders must then make a compelling and convincing um, argument to have the the team work towards this vision based on his analysis of the, the organizations or the team's strength. The next point then is also that transformational leaders motivate and inspire people. So, yes, having a convincing and a compelling vision is very important to leadership. But that only provides the foundation for leadership, right? Because it's the ability of the leader to motivate and inspire the people that helps to actually deliver the vision. And this is when, again, based on your... uh, Skill sets, being able to influence people, um, being able to communicate clearly to people, having that connection with people, that genuine connection with people is what really makes you a uh, able to inspire and, and, and motivate people to achieve a vision, All right? Um, and again, there are some great leaders who are able to give a very compelling speech that has you ready to just get up and, and take action um, with. To help towards getting this, achieving this vision. Um, quickly, the uh, next point is managing the the delivery of the vision. So, first off, we have an idea, right, of what the vision is. You create the inspiring vision, then you motivate people to actually and and inspire them to follow through. Uh, with uh, trying to achieve this vision. But then also, you need to manage the, the delivery of the vision. And this is where management comes into play. So, again, so what, what we're seeing is that leadership is different from, from management. And technically, you could make the argument that management is a subset of leadership, right? Leadership is the umbrella. Um, term and management is one of those things that um, helps one become an effective leader. Um, so, with managing the delivery of the vision, the leaders must ensure that the work needed to be delivered is done um, so that the vision is properly managed by either themselves or by a dedicated manager or team of managers to whom the leader delegates this responsibility. So I think also so often we um, confuse leaders and managers and then we get all upset at at our jobs when um, we are being um, essentially micromanaged. right? Again, so per these discussions, a micromanager is doing his job. He is managing the delivery of the work. Now, is that a best approach to, to um, managing or, I guess, leading people? Probably not. But by the definition of what a manager is, well, the definition of what is becoming uh, clear that the manager is one who doesn't have it. Well, it's one of those things where, you know, it's like every leader could be a manager and every manager could be a leader, but not every manager is a leader, and not every leader is a manager. So that's the idea is you can have one and not the other. But the, 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 the goal is to have both. Um. Anyway, so going back to the fourth point, it says coaching and building a team to achieve the vision, which again, ties to the other three points we just made about creating the vision, inspiring others to actually achieve the vision, and then managing the delivery of the vision, um, and then fourth, coaching and building the team to achieve the vision. Um, and this is when I think team development is very important here. And actually, uh, it says that leaders must first understand the team dynamics. Um, and there are, it's it says here the. Um, there's a Bruce Tuckman's I guess theory about team building where, which is something I actually learned back when I was a resident assistant in undergrad. The stages of uh, I guess team growth, if you will, where it's, it's forming, storming, norming, and performing. Uh, that's the theory. Essentially, when a team is uh, being put together, that's that's the uh, the forming stage, right? You're all you're all new to this team you're excited you know you're very nice and cordial but then you move to from the forming stage to the norming and the storming stage this is where you have difference of opinions slight conflict i think this is a crucial piece to uh, really getting the team to mess together because there will be fights and disagreements along the way and that's that's fine it's part of nature but the uh the true test of leadership i think comes from uh, 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 is is how you would respond to the storming stage of of your team now if you respond well the next step then would be norming which is when (coughs) as a team you create some you establish some norms um you know also get to know know each other on a deeper level just to understand the other person's uh, point of view and they're really just hear their story and where they're coming from and what's influenced their lives into making them who they are and then once we finish norming then we go to performing now I, i will say with this theory that just a quick note these don't necessarily happen in this order you could jump from forming to performing and then something happens and you're storming and then you go to normal again. So there is, it's not a progressive, um, order of things. And also it could be that again, this can be a cycle. You can be a high performing team. Something goes wrong. Then you you have to go back to the beginning again of forming. And this is when the coach or the coaching piece of leadership is very important. So take, for example, basketball or any sport, you know, coaches get paid lots of money. Mind you, they don't actually do anything on the field. So, yeah, they make the plays and all. But I think a big part of their role is to make sure that the team function as a unit. Those who excel at doing that get the best out of their players, which then makes them successful teams. All right, so Greg Popovich is a great basketball coach, as is Phil Jackson. I would um, like to believe, well, I would actually make a statement. I would say that both of those coaches are great at making sure that their teams mesh well. Yes, there'll be, I'm sure there were times and incidents, instances where, you know, there was some team drama as people would say i mean can you imagine coach michael jordan you know um so yeah that, that happens so with popovich his teams it's interesting because there was no one superstar right but the spurs were a great team for many years there was no one superstar yes you know what's his name tim duncan was is a great power forward but he wasn't the superstar that you would think of you know, he was the uh, Mr. Fundamentals. But somehow, Greg Popovich was able to use and work towards the strength of all those players to be a high-performing team. So again, I think coaching is a, another comp- a, a key piece to um, leadership. So I guess, again what we are seeing here is that based on these three articles thus far and there's one more to go but we are seeing so far that leadership is something that is very hard to define there is no one definition that captures the full scope of what leadership is right it takes multiple definitions to define leadership but even then it's leadership as it relates to a specific scenario based on the team dynamic based on the team strengths based on the vision resources so again leadership is something that needs to always be um, improved upon right and always needs to be developed so the, the moral story is leaders aren't born but leaders are developed, leaders are made. Uh, The last article we have here, it says uh, titled, what is leadership? 10 ways to define it. And here, let's see. um, This is an article from gamelearn.com. And it says, so what is leadership? This is the first uh, sentence. And it says, each of us believe we have a good idea about what leadership means to uh, what what it means to be a good leader but when it comes to defining the concept the picture isn't so clear which is exactly what i just said it says for some leadership is motivation for others it equals resolve for others it is inspiration so again leadership is something that one must define for themselves personally but at the same time there are some, I would say, key elements to leadership that one must at least acknowledge, and then try to then uh, tailor uh, those elements to their definition of leadership. So the first point that it says uh, to, I guess, one way to define leadership is vision. That leader, leadership, or leading means having a vision and sharing it with others again this ties to the articles i've read so far where it talks about leaders having a uh, a vision and inspiring others to achieve that vision all right then it's motivation leaders know how to motivate better than anyone else again the co-coaching idea uh and, and and guiding people to achieve that vision um, so and there, it also says that along with motivation, it is one of the main functions as people managers. So through motivation, the leader channels the energy and professional potential of the coworkers in order to achieve the objectives. Next is uh, serving. The leader is at the service of the team, not the other way around. Now, if you really think about it, By the time, again, this is with the framework or I guess let me um, paint this picture of uh, the scenario first. So imagine there is, uh, let's call him Justin. Justin, right, is currently the, I don't know, manager of... um, a coding team again. The whole idea. Let's 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 stick with the IT um, um, the IT sector. Justin is a manager of coders, right? He spent all these years working up the ladder to become a manager of coders. Let's also say that he is now he has a great leadership skills, both leadership and management skills. By the time you get to that level of being a manager, you don't actually do much coding. Now, it just might be that Justin loves to code, which is great, but as you work your way up to being a manager, the actual work reduces. Now, that's not to say that you don't have work to do, it's just saying your work doesn't involve lots of coding. You may still code from time to time, But that's not the the bulk of your work. The bulk of your work is to make sure that your team works as a unit to reach whatever goal you have set in place for your organization. Now, that being said, your role has changed, right? Because now you you are serving your team. And also the organization and and the vision of the team. Because your role is not to actually do the work. You are working for your team, if that makes any sense. You are serving them. Um, Let's take a sports analogy. Basketball, Coach Popovich, or let's say LeBron, and um, what's his name? Luke Walton. Luke Walton is the coach of the the Lakers. And there have been rumors that LeBron is the one really uh, calling the shots here. Now, as a news headline, it can be a bit jarring. My goodness, LeBron James is the one calling the shots, but he's not the coach. I don't think we should all be up in arms about this because again, the coach is at the service of the players. If the players don't like the coach, and as a star player, the coach is out. So again, the idea is that the coach is there to serve the players, to help the players be high performing players, right? It's a bit backwards, but again, leadership is about serving. And when you serve those who you lead, it actually reciprocates because those who you lead then want to actually do a better job for you. Try it out one day. Um, Okay, back to the third, uh, well, the fourth point now is empathy. It says, one of the most basic of any, one of the most basic qualities, sorry, of any leader seeking success is precisely emotional intelligence. That ability, often innate, that makes leaders put themselves in the place of others, understand their concerns, and solve problems. So on here, you said uh, the the article mentions well, uses the word innate, right? This then also actually slightly supports the the uh, trait theory concept, where it says leadership are born with certain traits, innate traits that make them leaders. Again, I mentioned before the trait theory is not necessarily accurate, but also is not incorrect. So I think a piece of that theory is true empathy is something that's very difficult to um, explain to heaven again we all have our different abilities but i think empathy is something that one could at least try to um develop if if you if you can um but i think it really just comes down to you putting yourself in the other person's shoes so as as a leader if you place yourself in the shoes of those who you are leading your decisions would be slightly different right because then you are saying how would i like to be managed and if it's not a way you would like to be managed why would you why would you then manage others in that way example if i am one who doesn't like being micromanaged as a leader I shouldn't then micromanage right but even as I say that again it depends on the team and uh, the team dynamic and the skill set on your team so again there is no clear um, way to manage it it has to be all situational based on the team but I still think empathy is an important piece to leadership the fifth Um, point here, it says creativity. It says good leaders are able to create an environment that will encourage all members of their team to develop their skills and imagination so that they can contribute to the common project and vision of the company. Now, this doesn't say that as a leader that I need to be creative because again, I am not. But it says, you know, creating an environment that will encourage others to be creative and think out, oh, yeah, I guess outside the box and be different, which is fine. So my <laughs> creative um, self is not comp- may not be comparable to someone else's creative self, and that is fine. If that is the what I have, to, then that's great. But again, I have other strengths that would offset my lack of creativity in, in one area. So again, it's all about ensuring that you are helping your, your team to grow and be creative. Number six, thoroughness. This says a good leader sets the bar high for their people because they want to reach the goals and make the best of their teams. Only a demanding leader will achieve great results. But also, in addition to thoroughness, the leader must know how to listen in order to know the needs of the people and then provide the necessary time and resources for them to do their jobs properly and therefore meet what is (coughs) demanded of them. Thoroughness does not mean (laughs) micromanaging or doing the most, right? Because again, if you set the bar high, but it's too high and not achievable team morale can be low if you set the bar high then you are more likely to push harder which is fine to push but there should be a fine line between over pushing and being and over managing you know i think so setting realistic um goals is important here But I agree with thoroughness. You want to make sure you set the the, the bar high because they say if you set the bar high, even if you don't reach that that bar, you are still higher up than you would have been had you set a a low bar. So yes, I'll give them that. Seven, it says managing. The leader must be at the forefront to lead and guide their team throughout the whole process until the goal is reached. But... Besides being the, that torchbearer, leaders also know when to step back and make their team take the initiative. I like this and I agree. Yes, I think. And that's why I tend to fall more on the uh, laissez-faire leadership style, only because I've just been used, I'm used to being on a, 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 a team that has very highly skilled individuals. So it's essentially I'm just watching and guiding along the way. Um, But yes, I I agree with the idea that you need to know when to step up and take the lead, but also when to step back. Because then when you step back, it gives others on the team a chance to grow. Right. Which is very important as well. Um, So one line. one, one last thing about managing it, this article says that pure management focuses on tasks. Yes. So pure management focuses on tasks. Real leadership focuses on the people. That's great right there. So management is tasks. Leadership is people. <clears throat> Number eight, Team building. True leadership is about working in a team to reach a common goal. And people management is one of the most difficult tasks faced by leaders. Yes, that is true. Team building, I, I will say, is something that people either love or they hate. I will say, though, I believe people hate team building when the leader or, yeah, or the manager is one who comes off as two-faced, you know, as fake. Don't micromanage me, you know, reprimand me, put me on a uh, performance uh, improvement plan. You know, don't do all these things. And then doing, I guess, on, on the flip side, say, let's do team builders because already you've not been able to build a relationship with me, so why would I even want to engage in a team building activity with you? It's it's fake. I think that's why people, again, it's just me personally, I think that's why people do not like team builders. Um, but that's just me. But still, I think team building is very important. If you recall back to the stages of team development, forming storming norming performing this will be probably at the uh, forming stage and also norming stage team building is very important because until you are able to get the team to work together as a unit achieving uh, high uh results will be very uh tasking i will say <coughs> nine is uh, taking risks the leader is the one responsible for taking the risks that others are not willing to take they are confident enough to make a decision and if they make a mistake the leader must have the courage to rectify assuming their guilt and take the right path without blaming it on the team oh boy what a good point a valid point there have been so many instances where. People don't want to make the call, right? <laughs> In my current role my job, we have managers, directors, deputy chiefs, then chief, deputy chancellor, and then chancellor. <coughs> Decision making can be a, uh, quite a challenge, I, I will say things that are very in my mind straightforward about what the right thing to do is you have to go through so many ladders and channels just to make a decision and by the time that decision happens it's often too late you know um so i think you got to just make a call right if it's right it's right if it's wrong It's wrong, you know, but I think sometimes certain decisions cannot wait to have the final approval of the big boss, the chancellor or the CEO. Um, But I do do get the point of people pushing the, I guess, the buck or yeah, or passing the buck, whatever the, the, the right term is. But again, the idea is I am trying to absolve myself from any wrongdoing. So if a decision... Is made by my supervisor, which I don't agree with, but I still follow through with it. Then, if anything comes around, it's not on me, it's on my boss. But also, then, if you think about it, leadership is about doing the right thing, management is doing things right. So, if you were a manager, then yes, you're doing things right. That's how things should be worked. But if you are calling yourself a leader then you are failing because you aren't doing the right thing anyway i I digress and the last way to define leadership per the article is improving it says here that true leadership seeks continuous improvement and that leaders have the ability to turn the people in their teams into stars people who have improved and developed their skills through the influence of their leader So again, in short, the definition of leadership has nothing to do with the hierarchy or position of anyone in the company. It has nothing to do with imposing views, but with listening to those who know. Leadership is the attitude assumed by those looking for something different who are committed to achieving a goal and whose conviction they manage to transmit to others <laughs> through enthusiasm and optimism to reach a common goal. So again, I hope you all learned something from, the, these, uh, from this discussion about leadership today and defining what leadership is. Now, I, I know I just said a lot based on just four articles. But again, this goes to show you that leadership is not something that can be easily um, defined. And it's a it's a really a never ending quest for uh, more or a quest for a. a. Uh, Better understanding, yeah, really, of how one can exercise leadership based on different scenarios and different environments and different team dynamics, and, and also different organizations, right? Different cultures. Um, again, this podcast or will be is dedicated towards a discussion of leadership topics. Only because I think I enjoy talking about leadership. Um, I I think it's one of those things where not everyone wants to be a leader, but it's a great skill to have. And those who are leaders or who are in, let me say, in leadership roles, not not every one of those uh, individuals exercise or practice effective leadership. But that's not to say that they don't know how to do so. So uh, because I I find that, you know, if you have a Ph.D., a a doctorate, uh, you spend 20 years leading teams, I would like to think that at some point in time, you will have an idea of how to lead a team effectively. We all have great ideas how many of you have <coughs> fallen into the trap where you know how to do certain things but in the moment or given the circumstances you don't actually apply what you've learned right because what you learned was um, let's say uh, how do I say this was based on one specific Scenario where all other external factors were controlled for. So, but then once you get in in the real world, do you have to think on your feet? And sometimes we then forget all the theories and articles and essays, you know, that we read. We forget all the, the content, and, and or we, we still have the content, we just don't apply those uh, concepts in practice. And this could actually be telling of <clears throat> the state that we all find ourselves in. Uh, we are in a uh, world of information. We are always on the go. There is no, well, there is always time, but it's hard to, to find the right time to take a step back and just think and be strategic about our next steps. Because I believe if we all just removed ourselves from situations and just planned out our responses to things, and then let's say, like, sounds like a, essentially, a, a timeout, we timed out thought about how to approach certain things, time back in again, (coughs) we would actually be better uh, leaders and better managers. So it's really, we are, ah, yes, that's it. We are very reactive to things, not proactive. Myself included, right? But again, it's, it's just very telling of the fact that things are perhaps moving very quickly. That we don't have a time to take a step back and that's why there are some who preach uh mindfulness you know and that's why there are some also leaders who get up really early 4 a.m 6 a.m 5 a.m just to have some time to themselves to just think you know think clearly But anyway, yes, this podcast is dedicated toward leadership topics. Um, So stay tuned. And again, this is something that, again, I'm going to stress that there are many, many articles and discussions and books about leadership. So what I'm going to give you (coughs) doesn't even start to like dig into the, the real, you know, deal of what leadership is. is just service level stuff. Very high service level stuff. Um, so please, by all means, if you do, if these uh, or this podcast inspires you to pursue leadership or even to read about how to be a better leader, then I think I've maybe done something right. And again, I, I want to stress again, this is a self-study. I'm in no way, a, uh, in no way an, an academic when it comes to leadership. Uh, this is just me taking an interest or continuing my interest in leadership and just reading it. So with that, thank you for tuning in to my podcast, Leadership, an Independent Study. And look forward to the uh, next discussion.